All right, we got a couple of verses today that get up just to lay a groundwork. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep and am known by my own. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs with his arms and carry them in his bosom and gently lead those who are with young. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Thank you. Today I want to speak to us about the great good shepherd. The amazingness of having his leadership and all that being a shepherd entails, which we want to enlighten those and remind you of it today. We begin with this, that Jesus made seven divine declarations. Yes, Seven divine declarations, and the Jews would have had a picture and an understanding as he made these declarations, associations, and these declarations, you know, would have had a picture, you know what I mean, uh, in their minds of what it meant, a, a testament or a statement Seven times Jesus said, I am, I am, yes. In each of those statements, he's pulling back the curtain on who and what he is, revealing his identity, the, the very core of his being. Amen. And each one of these statements is a pivotal point in Revelation and History. He says, I am the bread of life. 6 and 35 of John. I am the light of the world. 8 and 12. These are all John. I am the door of the sheep. That is verse 7. I am the resurrection and the life. Verse 25, 11, 25. I am the way, the truth, and the life. John 14 and 6. I mean, all of these are incredible realities of who he said he is. I am. I am. He's telling us something. I am the true vine. Amen? Yes. And I am the good shepherd. Verse 10 and 11. What does good mean? Very simple, I'm sure you understand. It means excellent, the best, admirable, superior, something that's not ruined or decayed. Jesus is the good shepherd, not merely a shepherd. Jesus is a shepherd over all who believe in him. He is someone 
who takes care of his own in his flock. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. He uses this vocation of sheep and shepherd. And the idea this morning is not so much about the sheep, but about what you can expect about having Jesus as your shepherd of your life. Yes, it is a relationship that he is demonstrating. It is care that he's trying to get across in how he moves personally in the lives of his people and how he is mindful of his flock. His eye is on the sparrow, but are you not worth much more than many sparrows? It's about how he provides the type of care for each and every sheep. In the one passage of scripture that we read there, you'll see the various seasons of life that happen in people's lives. There is the sh- there's the flock, and there there are those that are with lambs, and there are those, you know what I mean, with various conditions. And so when he says that he is the good shepherd, he's telling us that he is your provider. He's your caregiver. He is the one that guides you. He's the one that fights for you because that's what shepherds do. If you remember the story of David as he stood before Saul and there he, you know, trying to convince Saul that he could go out and take on this giant. What does he do? He rehearses what he did as a shepherd. He not only guided them, but he went ahead and fought for them. He said... When the bear and the lion came against me, I went out after them. Somebody give the Lord a praise today. You see, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord raises up a standard against them. He does not sit back and just watch, you know what I mean, the bear and the lion, you know, have a free course. No, he goes after him. Hallelujah. In the things that he may have stolen for David said, you know what I mean? I took it out of his jaws. It was already in the mouth of that predator. But the shepherd went ahead and goes ahead and say, you know what? I don't care how far you've gone with it. You're giving it back. Hallelujah. And he takes it out of the mouth of that enemy and that uh, uh That predator, the shepherd, is a fighter for his sheep. He's attentive to all of your needs. And that is why he's making a statement of God's response to the practical, real-world concerns. See, God is not just trying to secure your destination. He's trying to go, you know, and improve your journey to the destination. That's the good shepherd that we are under the care of. When Psalmist 23 begins to write about this great shepherd, the idea is to cultivate hope. 
to give us a peace, to give us a sense, you know what I mean, of no fear. Yes, that's a great passage of Scripture. We're familiar with it. We see in this 23rd Psalm and throughout the attitude, or excuse me, the role of a shepherd is his attitude toward people. Sheep and otherwise. When he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion. They were not a saved multitude. They were a confused multitude. And yet he was and is moved with compassion. His attitude toward people. Oh my. He saw their need but he didn't point out their sin. Uh, he kept the door open. He kept the door open. Oh, yes. He offers us 24-hour care. You see, a shepherd, when he tends to his flock, he doesn't, you know... Say it's coffee time. It's lunch time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, you're too much trouble. Oh, my, I got to go after you again. No, he's on a 24-hour shift. I'm so glad that he neither slumbers nor sleeps because I got to slumber and sleep. So when I'm sleeping, I need somebody watching out for me. Amen? Amen? Yeah, I don't like those goofy, crazy, you know, dreams. I don't like minds that get my mind running off into every direction. I just want to rest in peace and the promises as we heard this morning about God. Hallelujah. He cares for his flock and he protects them from the environment, but also from the weather. The weather, the storm is blowing, and he has a sh place of shelter. Amen. While the enemy comes to kill, to steal, and destroy, the shepherd comes to seek, to save, to serve, to sacrifice, and be a substitute in order that he might secure. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. What a, an amazing God, we see that he is a rescuer. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. And he comes and goes as a rescuer. You remember the story of the lost sheep and how he went ahead and found it and put it upon his shoulders and carried it back home. Oh, I'm so glad that, you know, he doesn't always use the rod. Most of the time he uses the shoulder. Somebody give the Lord a praise this morning. Amen. Most of the time he uses a shoulder. It's not the wandering and the wayward that, you know what I mean, that he uses the rod on. It's the arrogant. <laughs> well, I'm not going to go any further on that one. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. You see, when he gives you the image of a good shepherd, 
It is not one of retreat or withdrawal, no. But it's one, I mean, of care, of confrontation and gentle and caring guide. guide. Yes, it is. So number one, the good shepherd, his role and his personal care is that he's a watchman. He's a watchman. Yes. He has a position and a place. A watchman had a tower. And from that tower, they could look and see any approaching, you know, people, enemies, or even friends. Could watch and see what was taking place further out and was attempting to come even closer. And so he's, well, when he says he knows your need before you ask, it's because he's a watchman. Amen. He sees it, you know, in the distance even before it arrives. Praise the Lord. Your shepherd sees from a higher position so that you who might not see still can be informed of what may come or what to do when and if it arrives. Those forces that are hostile to the flock, enemies that might be on the inside or outside from the world and from the church. Oh, come on, Pastor. The enemies in the church? Well, I'm sorry to tell you, none here, but there are some, some places. To think about that he paid a great price for you, that you have value. You have value. Yes. Because he understands that it's a journey. It's a journey from the cradle, what we call the grave. Also, there's hazards along the way. But he is a watchman. A watchman. He has your welfare at heart. It says in Isaiah 40 and 11, he will feed his flock. Yes, he will gather the lambs in his arms. He will carry them in his bosom and gently lead those who are with young. Oh, church, let me tell you. Amen. Whatever season, whatever events, he's well able to administer and to care for you in that season. When there's gentleness needed, when you need extra food, yes, he knows what his responsibility is. Safety, the welfare of the flock. You see, Jesus came not only to give us life, 
but help us to live life abundantly. Amen? For I have come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. So most of it is about him trying to teach us how to live life in abundance. Praise the Lord. He has a responsibility to look for pastures. He takes it upon himself to see to it that there are proper drinking holes, streams. You see, a sheep cannot drink from a fast-moving river. And that's why when the psalmist said, he leads me beside still waters because he wants you to be able to drink. Amen. He wants you to be able to satisfy your thirst. He is the great and good shepherd. Oh, hallelujah. When you wake up in the morning, he's already awake. When you go to sleep at night, he's watching over you. He has a role, excuse me, he has a role as a guard, an overseer, a protector, and a defender. He has the heart of a shepherd. You know, it was the king that said in Psalms 23, the Lord is my shepherd. Everybody, no matter what your position is, no matter the power that you have in your hand, how low you high, how low you are, or how high you are, you need him as your shepherd. Even if you're a king and you have so much as David did at his disposal, he was a commander. He was the head of a kingdom. And yet he understood having a shepherd was vital to his life and to living. It was not only vital to his natural life, it was vital to his kingship life. is sitting on the throne. The judgment that he would make, where he would lead, he needed that shepherd to guide him and protect him. He watches out to drive away the enemies. And one of the main uh, 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 predators of sheep is domestic dogs. Domestic dogs. And why they are such a threat is because they chase the sheep to exhaustion. They're not just trying to kill them. They're trying to run them into exhaustion. Oh. Huh? Come on to me, all that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He said, don't let... Turn toward me. He doesn't want you exhausted. He doesn't want those domestic things chasing you down so you, you know what I mean, are just pooped. 
I think that was okay for, I hope so anyway. <laughs> Got to get the message somehow and people understand that one. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, but he, he is a shepherd. And what happens then when, when you know, that uh, domestic thing is, is chasing you and, and, you know, causing exhaustion? What happens is there's a miscarriage. That sheep that is pregnant, okay, when she is run to exhaustion, she loses her lambs. We can begin to apply that. Running you to exhaustion and so that you lose what you're pregnant with. Lose, you know what I mean, the dream. Lose the deposit of the Holy Spirit's deposit where it's aborted. Aborted. He's come to save you as a shepherd to save your dream, to restore your exhaustion, to help you recover from those Thoughts that have been just running and draining everything from the inside world and the outside world. Yes, that exhaustion is an enemy of your future. An enemy of your future. You hold and you have a future, as we sang. I know the plans that I have for you, plans of good and not of evil. Plans to do you good and give you a prosperous, you know, future and an end. Yes, safeguarding the sheep is one of the shepherd's primary functions. We're just not that strong. We need a shepherd. This shepherd not only intervenes, but he builds barriers. He builds barriers. The, a good shepherd as he is. You don't know, and we don't know all that could happen, except that he's went ahead and built a barrier, amen, and penned us in. And kept us, you know what I mean? From a whole lot worse than what, you know, is happening. He builds that sheep pen, and he keeps the wolf out. He keeps the predators out. Amen. He surrounds me with loving kindness. He surrounds me with loving kindness. What a good shepherd. 
What a good shepherd. Protecting the health of the sheep because they're so vulnerable. They're susceptible to disease and insects. He binds up their wounds. He heals the brokenhearted. Yes. This shepherd guides. Never are we to be independent travelers. No. We must and need the flock. We need the safety, not only the flock, but the shepherd that is among the flock. He's the physician to heal the brokenhearted and bind up the wounds. He is both a doctor and a nurse. Now, if any of you has been in the hospital or anything of that nature, you know, uh, you'll know what I'm talking about. The doctor comes in. He does his assessment. If there's anything major, he does it. And from there, it's up to the nurse. Yeah. Well, the good shepherd is both a doctor and a nurse. He heals the brokenhearted and he binds up their wounds. Amen. I don't think you've seen too many doctors bind your wounds, but you'll see a lot of nurses binding up your wounds. He covers all the bases, this good shepherd, because he is among us, not to be served, but as someone who serves, right? Isn't that what his own personal words were? This shepherd is a savior, because sheep have a propensity to getting lost. He, and I mean, is a sheep finder. He goes and looks until he finds them according to the scripture. He is a savior. He said, I am the door. Same subject matter. He's the door of provision. Anyone enters by me, he shall be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. Oh, yes. You're going to eat tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have nutrition tomorrow. He's saying that there will be contentment in your life. When you go in and out and find pasture, it signifies contentment and how that he nourishes his sheep. He is also the door of satisfaction. I have come that they might have life and they might have it more abundant 
Li is also the door of identity and belonging. He gives his sheep name and calls every one of them by that name. He knows you. He's got your name. Amen? And he's always speaking it. Your name. Your name. He gives them a name. I call them. Sweet. Hey, you. No. (laughs) No. Personalized. When Abraham was up on the mountain about to offer his son, he didn't say, hey, you. He said, Abraham. Abraham. Now, some people, we all have to learn the voice of the shepherd. Remember the great prophet Samuel, the, one, the, great, the little boy that was come, become the great prophet Samuel? He didn't readily recognize God's voice. He thought it was Samuel. So he goes in and tests to find out, what is it? And Samuel, you know, he's, I can call you. Finally, he understands, oh, this is, this is God's voice talking to this young man. And he told him how to respond. Speak, Lord. Speak, Lord. And the neat thing about this shepherd is he's just very versatile at languages. He's able to speak right where you're at. His vernacular, you know what I mean, can adjust. Do exactly so he knows how to communicate. He's the door of access. No one comes to the Father but by me. So in Jesus Christ, you have full access to the Heavenly Father. That throne of grace, throne of mercy. Let me say it this way, the throne of everything. I'm Alpha and Omega, the beginning and end, the the first and the last. I am he who was, who is, and is to come. All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Don't be afraid to go. Don't be afraid to do. What a wonderful, wonderful door of access. He is a shelter. The various things, everything and every day and every situation is not identical. The shelter is something beneath, behind, within, and around. Notice what he says. 
about this shelter. I'll give you some verses. Psalms 27, 5. For in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent and set me high upon a rock. Humble yourselves unto God and he will exalt you. Call unto me or cry unto me and I will answer thee and show you great and mighty things that you haven't seen yet. What do you see on the horizon? What's the vision that you see? Maybe it needs some clarity. Maybe there's things there that are obscured and cloudy and you can't really see them. This shepherd wants to clear that up. This shepherd wants to take away, you know, your nearsightedness and give you sight that can see much further than what you see right now. I don't see myself getting old. It's not good vision. No. He said he'll hide me in the shelter of your presence. You hide me from all the plots of men. You see, you not only have plots from the powers of darkness, there are plots that operate in the human realm also. He said, I will shelter you from that. He said, he will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. Yeah, he says, there's a whole lot going on around you. There's a whole lot of bad. There's a lot of danger. But I will save you from it. Yes, and he talks about how. Oh, man. The shepherd loves his sheep. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Whoever would believe with him would not perish but everlasting life. And so that's his rescue squad when you weren't a believer. And then he says in John there, John chapter 10, he says the shepherd gives his life for the sheep. He not only did, but he's given us the picture that he would exhaust his life for you. His care is such, you know what I mean, that he'll give up all of his life just to go ahead and care for his sheep. When you know, and because you know, the Good Shepherd. Your future is bright, not dark. 
there may be a shadow of death that's hovering around. (laughs) But he walks with us in the shadows. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. And dark clouds cast shadows. Sometimes when natural life is slipping away, that's when he's closest. There are so many benefits with the Lord as your shepherd. Let me give you 12 benefits from Psalms 23. And then we're going to go back and say, what is, how are we to relate? Relate. You see, there's so many benefits in the Good Shepherd that are ours, but we don't always get them. Now, for instance, if a sheep is always straying, that sheep will get the benefit of God's rescue. But it doesn't get the benefit, you know what I mean, of living in the abundant life because it's always straying. So the shepherd is keeping his role because the sheep needs to be rescued. And so God just keeps rescuing it and rescuing it and rescuing it. But he wants, you know what I mean, to, f- to fold the sheep. He wants to go ahead and, and, and get that sheep, uh, you know, positioned and getting the sheep to follow him. Because he does not drive them. We have a tendency to drive. The shepherd leads. He leads. And in this process of getting us to be able to, 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 to follow, he has to teach us his voice. It amazes me that you can have 10 babies and all of them crying at one time and the mother of each one of those babies can hear their own child. To me, it's, I say, it's a bunch of noise to me. I'm not a mother. I'm a father. I don't know what I'm supposed to hear. <laughs> but Mothers are just, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a, they're in tune. They hear. And that's what this good shepherd does. He's able to hear the voice of every sheep and distinguish, you know. Is that a spoiled cry 
Or is that a legitimate hurt that's taken place? I'm going to ask my musicians to come this morning and uh, maybe that first song, Mark, I don't know. Be, you know, I'm not telling you what to do, but that's the one I want. <laughs> and I can't even remember which one it was. <laughs> oh, hallelujah, the good shepherd. He said, I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd. The hairs of your head are numbered. In Psalms 23, there's 12 benefits. First one is relationship or belonging. The Lord is my shepherd. And I won't read the scriptures with them, but they are in there. It is supply. Refreshment. Healing. Guidance, purpose, protection, presence, security, prestige, blessing for a lifetime, and a guaranteed future. David understood. And he penned that as a king. The Lord is my shepherd. Learn to follow. Learn to follow. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. When you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. It's possible when the voice comes for your heart to say no to it. To reap all these wonderful benefits and blessing. Sheep doesn't, they don't have much to do but to hear and listen and follow and when you know that the voice is a voice for your benefit when you know that where he's leading is to pastures of green and still waters. Oh yes, the trip might take you through some mountainous and seemingly, you know, uh, insecure trails. But the shepherd has went ahead and he's already been there and he's tested it out and he's checked it. 
And if a shepherd can walk it, the sheep can. I'm leading you to pastures that have a grazing nutritional value. Along the way, there will be water stops that will quench your thirst. Prophet Isaiah said, in extreme circumstances, what if the waters are too deep? Isaiah, they shall not drown you. A life jacket is always there. Fire. Said it's it's not gonna hurt you. It's not gonna hurt you. The Hebrew children found that out. Not even the smell of smoke. Amen. Stand with me. We're just going to do the first verse. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Okay, everybody together. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And that literally means you shall not want any good thing. And when we understand how good and caring this shepherd is, we will just willingly follow. Amen. Willingly follow. Can we sing that one? Amen. How about giving the Lord a praise this morning for his good shepherdness? Yes. I felt just the quickening of the spirit about God as a restorer. Sometimes things are lost. Sometimes events happen, then there needs to be a restoration. And I feel this morning that God is running after so that he can restore. He can restore. I told you this a little bit before, but I said, I remember, I said, Lord, I just don't have that joy. Would you start restoring that joy? I wasn't a bad dude. You know, I could still smile. But I recognized that down here there was, you know what I mean? He wasn't quite as full. I said, Lord, just, just go ahead and restore the joy. Restore it. You know? 
He wants to restore. Restore. And the word of the Lord is, is that's what he's doing. He is restoring. He has a whole lot of roles that he plays, and one of them is restoration. And that's not the only one that he's doing, but for some this morning, he's restoring. He wants to restore. Amen? I'll say this last thing that the, my father-in-law used to say. You know, you don't want to be at the airport when your ship comes in. <laughs> All right? So, <laughs> the blessing shall overtake you. Amen? <laughs> Go with God because he's going with you and he's running. Amen.